If you're ready to take action to create the life and business you want and be surrounded by courageous, like-minded warriors, entrepreneurs, creatives, and professional freelancers supporting each other and feeling the fear and doing it anyway, I invite you to join my free online community, Momentum Warriors. Just head over to www.momentumwarriors.com now. You're listening to Transitions Podcast. Learn how to make money doing what you love, become more confident, create a positive impact, and have the lifestyle that you want with marketing consultant and small business advisor, Anfernee Chansamuth. Hello, Transition Warriors. Welcome to Transitions Podcast, Episode 2. In this episode, I've got with me a really great friend of mine by the name of Ivan Chu. That's Ivan Chu. You heard that right. Ivan's the founder of Improve Your Life. He's your confidence partner, improviser, actor, and a project manager. And I know Ivan because he runs classes to improve resilience, confidence, and help people become better communicators. In this particular episode, we discuss a couple of things. We look at how improv theatre changed Ivan's life and allowed him to go from working in construction to helping others access their creativity and confidence. Ivan gives us an insight into what improv theatre or improvisation theatre is and how it can help you build self-confidence. Also, if you stick around until the end of the podcast, I'll let you know about a really cool and exciting project that myself and Ivan are working on together. It's a collaboration uh, and we're going to invite you to come and join us. So are you ready for this one, Warriors? Let's get into it now. So welcome to the show, Ivan. I'm glad that you're, you're able to join us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks for the invite. Cool. All right. So let's, uh, let's really, uh, first of all, before we get into what, what is improvisation, um, how about a bit of uh, backstory as to who you are and, and where you came from and, and kind of how did you get into doing this as your business? Yep. So my background is actually uh, original, originally, uh, it's a Bachelor of Building. So I'm in construction, project management, all that stuff. So very process driven. Um, and I got into improv by just a lucky dip chance, uh, put my name forward, got picked up for a course in improv and, um, I thought, why not do it? Because I was very shy, retiring type and, uh, I loved it so much. And I think there's um, life lessons to be learned from it. And that's why it is a business now. Okay, cool. So at which point did you, um, decide, okay, so you're in construction and project management, which is like mm. you say, very process driven. Um, yes. and uh, so I'm assuming you're doing that full time. And then at some stage you, you, you had this luck, uh, luck of chance or whatever you want to call it. And then, so then you decide, okay, I'm going to pursue a career in this. And, and how did, so how was that? What, what, what was going through your mind at that time? Uh, what's, what sort of, because I guess the people who are listening to this are in that stage where some of them are thinking about their, leaving their jobs and yep. pursuing some kind of creative interest yep. uh, or, you know, um, just doing something new. Uh, or some of them have just started and they're kind of really worried about cash flow and, and, and how, do I, how do I keep it going and, and not lose the passion? Because, mm. there's, you know, sometimes you can get... Uh, you can get overworked and then you lose the passion. So, um, so the question for you is, yeah, at which point did you de- decide, when did you know that it was time for you to leave the construction kind of, or that kind of industry and then go into improv? I guess it's a time uh, because I was quite frustrated myself uh, because I usually, I think improv can help people and that's why I want to try and help people more. Uh, construction doesn't really help people that much. It helps bottom dollar, which is awesome. Um, but I think we all can contribute more to, to life in general. So that's one of the one of the things, and I think uh, it's improv. I guess it's a it's a different way 
of getting people to be more open and and more accepting and so forth. And I think that's right now. I think that's kind of lacking, and it's getting I think it's getting worse as well as we uh, become a bit more centric uh, in our thinking. And I guess yeah, there's no time like the present, right? So you must well give it a shot. And uh, improv is about basically not being afraid of failure because you can learn a lot from that. So so no time like the present. Beautiful. Okay, thank you. So let's go. Let's take. Let's continue from this idea of improv um, being no time like the present. So what is what exactly is improv? Um, now you, you do um, theatre performances and you do. Um, could you explain exactly? Because I know there's, there's there's improv dance. There's there's improv <laughs> theatre. There's, there's yes. this type of you know, there's, there's different types of disciplines. So so what's your specific focus and um, and and how can people benefit from it? Yeah, so my, my improv uh, nature, I guess, is more theatrical improv. So stuff you may have seen like uh, uh, Thank God You're Here or Who's Lines Anyway, that's kind of improv, but it's all basically the same premise. But the way that I teach it and the way that I run the workshops and so forth is that you have fun because that's the best way to learn is when you have fun. And you have basically, at the end of it, you have no inhibitions and you're a lot more capable to, to, to be more open to everything. And the best bit about it is essentially it's learning by stealth because you're having fun. You don't realize learning until near the end. Then you tell them this is how it relates back to life and how it can make a better person and, and so forth. Okay, so sometimes things happen that you don't plan for. Like right now, no. Ivan's gone black and I can't see no. him. <laughs> Sorry. So this I don't is... know why. Just like always, I'm being kept in the dark. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. If you just leave it at that. Okay, that's cool. We'll, um... reminds, reminds me back of my old construction days. There you go. Um, so, um, so you talked about. Uh, I guess what I, you talked about improvisation as a way mm. to really. Um, you talked about before we started the 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 what you're seeing as um, what's missing in society. So yes. you know, or, or we lack um, certain certain things. Mm. Um, so why do you think that has come about? And you know, I read a piece recently around social media and and how it's meant to connect us, but. But really, no. it's not. It's actually it's not, distancing. No. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on that, and and, and what are the challenges you're seeing? Sure. Uh, I guess I guess I'll let me let me start uh, with I guess the idea that was that's driven me essentially is that one of the originally started off with the idea called improvised Asian, and uh, that I guess combats the tiger mom because let's put this you can imagine it most of us uh, and not just Asians as well generally across the board now is that we start off young, we go to primary school, and then primary school, sometimes, sometimes you get tuition, and then you go to high school, and then sometimes you get tuition again. And, you know, parents want you to do something creative, so they give you some violin lessons or piano lessons, which is creative, yes, but it's essentially mathematical formula, so everything's all still process-driven, and everything's learned by rote. Now, the bridge process, one gets to university, and then they, again, they encouraged to do a very process-driven occupation, like maybe IT or, or finance and so forth, they get into that. And all this time, they've, they've, co they've been coached and they've done well and so forth. They haven't really experienced failure that much. And even if they have, they may go, oh, what happened to you? Oh, this, you got 96%. What happened to you? 4%. Right? That doesn't, that doesn't do much for the confidence. And that drives the kid to, you know, you must not fail. You must always succeed. They go through university with tuition. They go up, then they finish university. Then they get into a job. And they will do well, very well, until they reach middle management. 
And because they've been coached all this way, they don't want to fail, so they don't want to risk less. So they're afraid to risk. And then when they choose to risk, because they have to, to get to the next level of the career, if they encounter a roadblock, what happens when you reach so far up is that the fall is a lot, is a long, long way down. And unfortunately, some people do that and they can't cope with it. And then they start going into depression into and, and they feel their self-worth is, is so little, which is which is which I don't think is right. It's wrong. And like you said before, social media, yes, yeah, social media is supposed to connect us and also um, get us more involved with the community and also at the same time build our confidence. But all those confidence online isn't real. All those connections online isn't real because you're not you're talking a lot of in a lot of texts. Yes, there's there's webcams and videos, but it's different. The energy of the presence between two people is a lot different to seeing it um, by webcam or by just purely text. And that's the thing. You need to be in the moment and and bounce off the energy of each other. Thank you. So what I um, I love what you're saying about you need to feel in the mo- moment and then also working off each other's energy. Mm. Uh, and I think. Um, this I see is maybe because uh, I, I guess a comparison would be comparison Western philosophy or versus Eastern, um, you know. Uh, whereas, for example, I don't want to get into religion here, but um, even just Buddhist theory around yes. being present, being here, being now, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, practices like meditation and yoga have really taken off, even in the Western world. Like even you know, in, in where we live, um, yeah. th- these these have really become um, very popular. Uh, so I guess. I mean, I, I also came from corporate, so I understand this whole. Mm. I grew up with this this notion of goals, 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 future. Yep. Where are you headed? Uh, and our, our focus is so far in the future that we're not really living no. today. So, so improvisation right. is is really a tool that can able enable us to really get uh, present to where we are. Mm. Um, and what I what I, I think you mentioned before. Um, uh, around uh, one of the, the, the games or the practices in, in improv is really uh, supporting each other. Uh, yes. And you have this, uh, it's a and um, vocabulary where it's, you know, yes, so and. could you, yeah, could you explain that and how, why is that so important? Yeah, so uh, the original premise is the whole yes. Um, so uh, the idea is that you never, you don't really say no. And that's not, that's not, that's not a bad thing. You might say, oh, but you have to say no. So if someone stabs you, you've got to say no. Well, to a point. So if someone gives an idea, you go, yes, that's a very fantastic idea. And then you add your own bit to it. You add your own flavor to it. So you're adding, you're adding, you know, think of it like cooking, right? You're cooking together. You're putting different things together and you're adding, a, you're making a dish that everybody is a part of and tastes so fantastic. That's what it is. Yes, and you're making it more and more better. Because if you want to do corporate speak, it's basically the stakeholder buy-in. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. And... With that, the yes and, even if you don't like the idea, you can go, you can still accept their idea and then tweak it to how you like it. That's the whole yes and. There's another, I'll slightly digress as well, there's another rule as well where I, I very firmly believe in is that the best, the most important person in a scene, this is for improv on stage, is your scene partner. Now, a lot of the times we're, let's put it this way, we're ass covering in corporate, right? In improv, we teach, you know what, be benevolent, be kind to, to the other person. If that if you do that, you the other person will support you as well. So even if you're going to stick your neck out for, say, an innovation project, or you stick your neck out to say, you know what, I'll do that, 
and if it doesn't go too well, the other person will jump in and help, you know, help save you as well as likewise you do for them. That's the whole thing. The most important person is make the other person look good. Everybody has the same idea. Imagine the, poss- the possibilities of how far we can go in. I think that's, you've, you've really touched a, a nerve, I guess, there with, with this idea of how different it is in traditional corporate space um, mm. or just even, uh, I mean, I like to take it now to, to even education, um, yeah. you know, and, and being, working with kids. I know you do some work or, or you have with, 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 with uh, schools and whatnot. I and uh, Yeah. And, and so um, what, what sort of, how does, how does that differ to traditional, uh, you know, the education programs or curriculums? Like what, bringing this kind of skill set into schools, what does it do for, I guess, the future generation? It makes them, well, I believe that it helps them think a bit more laterally as well and makes them more confident because you're not, you're not saying, you know what, that's wrong because in improv there is no wrong, right? Everything you've done, everything you do is right. So you build up the confidence of the child. The child will think more creatively, the solutions as well. And I think if you give a child confidence, I think the child can achieve almost anything. It's a belief structure. It's only when you it's only when you tell the child, no, you can't do that or, or it's wrong. Then the child if you look at it, if you just look at the child's face, you can see the child being feeling dejected. Yes, they'll try harder, but there's always that negative stigma to it. And that's not, I don't think, personally, I don't think that's helpful. And I've spoken to a few teachers. They're trying to incorporate improv into their, uh, in their creative element as well with, um, with your PDHPE curriculum as well um, in, in primary school. And uh, improv's taken off a lot as well in high school. I'm really glad to hear that because I know that... Um uh, we had drama classes when I was in, in, in high school and uh, I don't remember any uh, anything like quite like improv. Uh, you know, I, I did a, a course, an eight-week course when I was in Toronto, uh, mm. which is why I'm familiar with just how powerful it is as a tool set um, yeah. and, and for even connecting. I know uh, I've been talking to you offline about, you know, <laughs> online dating and, and now yes. we're going to do some, some dating stuff and, and you mentioned, yeah, you know, these, these skills are actually applicable there too. Uh, just even in, in carrying conversation because I know some people have, um, whether it's social anxiety or, or they have challenges yeah. with just holding a conversation. Yeah. Um, so so how, how can uh, improv skills help someone develop? I mean, you talk about confidence and I, I see that. Um, what else can it do in terms of just being able to flow in a conversation? Yeah, so yeah, a lot of improv, because we don't have any script when performing, is that we rely a lot of, uh, on, on body language and also intonation and also pacing of, of speech. That helps a lot. So it, you op- essentially you're opening up your awareness uh, structure as well. So you're, you're being a bit more observant, being more aware, and you also, you know what? I know it's very 80s, but I want to tap into it. Your EQ, your emotional quotient, right? Right. It, it's actually increases. Um, in, it's an interesting thing as well, even 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 if you do it, say, with retirement villages or nursing homes, especially with patients with early onset dementia or people like uh, people that may have get, may get dementia later on, you play improv with them. They don't need to remember details. They don't remember to need to know the past because they're living in the moment, right? But because the because of dementia patients, what they do, they can't remember details, but they do remember emotion. So straight off the bat, if you come in next week, you see your face, they're happy. They don't know why, but they're happy. So their standard living has actually gone up already just by playing improv because this improv is uh, in its most common sense uh, community base. 
That's so powerful. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it helps. That helps the confidence and, and and observational skills, your EQ, everything. I I I could I could go on forever. <laughs> the ears will bleed essentially. Well, that that's awesome. Well, you look, as long as it helps people move forward, that's that's great. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, I'm not advocating bleeding ears, guys. All right. No, no. Um, <laughs> uh, that's another show. Okay, so uh, I guess I, I wanted to go into I guess the role of of, of yourself running a business now um, mm. and being able to, to make a living from doing this. Um, now you mentioned you know you've got a five year plan. Um, yep. So how important it is it as someone who's who's moving out of a corporate environment or just a job, day job to doing this kind of work uh, to have a plan and, and how, how have you been able to formulate that plan and, and, and actually, uh, I guess the challenge is really stick to stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the plan is crucial. Uh, I, I cannot, I cannot uh, underline even anymore, but it's, it's, it's crucial because if you don't have a plan, I know it, it contravenes everything that's improv, but... It is, it is a business, after all, and you do need a plan because you, need, you do need to set those milestones and to hit those targets because if you don't, you don't know where you're going, what your, what your path is. Um, but at the same time, look, a plan is, is always dynamic anyway, so you're always tweaking it along the way. That's, that's essentially a business plan or, in project sense, your project management plan as well. It's crucial because that way you know you can, you can process the data, like where's, where's your target audience, where is... Um, where where's the marketing going to and so forth? You have to have that. And sometimes when if things aren't going your way, you can always look at your plan. Going, you know what? It may not be going right, okay now, but the plan is that it will go okay. And if you have and if you have the, the gumption to stick to it and the belief in yourself, it will it will be achieved. Great advice, great advice, Ivan. So, uh, I guess a question I have is: you, you, I see you doing multiple things because um, you're also doing. You're, gonna, you're heading to a radio show after this. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're doing some TV gigs. Um, so there's a few things going on there. So I guess one of the challenges of running your own business, uh, and you may be able to relate, is to, to maintain focus because um, you, you have you have a plan now. Things will appear, and you know, just the nature of life. Things will appear, uh, mm. opportunities, uh, distractions. So, what's your practice, or how do you maintain focus and make sure that you're on the right path? I just, uh, I, I do. Sounds a bit, uh, sounds a bit anal, but uh, I do an analysis every, almost every week, every fortnight, if I can, to see where my track uh, are the figures lining up. Um, also, there I'll just reassess, but and reassess where I'm going and whether one plan works or not. If it doesn't, I'll tweak it. And you have to constantly constantly check. You can't just rely on it. And by constantly checking, you remain focused. Um, but ultimately, you also have to look at the big picture. What are you, what, what's your goal? What are you there to achieve? Um, if, you thought, if, you, if you don't know what you're achieving, then you need to ask yourself, are you doing the right thing? You sound exactly like a project manager. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I can take the project manager out of the environment, but <laughs> but, but I mean that's beautiful because that uh, you know uh, 
having been I mean, in this world, uh, and everyone, most people I've asked have said the same thing. You need a plan. You need a vision of mm-hmm. where you're going, uh, and then you need to really have a process by which you do check on a consistent basis, you know, yeah. um, that you're on track. And it's okay to deviate because things happen, yeah. um, but, you know, you still want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're hitting whether it's your revenue targets or, your, uh, you know, whether you're getting PR or whatever it is, marketing goals. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, how did you start off with getting your first first client or, or how, how did that come to be or what did you have a strategy around that or, or how did you make that happen? Well, the first client actually approached me when I first ran a show. So I had a show on and then they came to, um, they came to me and asked me to do a bit of role playing for them because they, they were doing a leadership training program and they've asked me to, uh, to come in and play character to help the leadership program. And that was uh, about three, four years ago. And I'm still doing it for twice, three times a year uh, as their preferred training partner. And from there, word of mouth spread as well. And um, I know Paramount Council is very, uh, very beneficial, very, very uh, helpful as well. With they got me coming in to do children's workshops as well during the holidays. And uh, yeah, it's basically word of mouth and just uh, social media helps to a point. But I think it's the trust that you get from word of mouth. Yeah, there's definitely something compelling about um, being referred by someone. If they've seen you or they've done work with you, and then they, you know, they, it's actually a lot stronger. So, uh, and you can you can use social media to amplify that um, if you have a, a real strategy around that. Uh, okay, so we're gonna sort of we're gonna wrap up in a moment, um, but I want to I want to just talk about your target market. And you mentioned earlier you started by uh, focusing really on Asian professionals and children. Mm. Uh, with improvisation, uh, Asian, yep. and then then you started to uh, something interesting happened because you started to get calls from different demographics. Um, yes, and and so I guess how important is it then uh, for someone starting out to really start with a niche and then uh, instead of uh, why did you go with that demographic initially and then. Um, I guess the question is because some people have asked have asked me it's like uh, why should I niche why don't I just try mm. and target everybody uh, mm. when I start off you know because my service or my product seems to help everyone. Yep. Well, I started off with a niche because uh, I knew I knew what they felt I knew how they felt um, I've, mm. I've gone through it I, I I can relate to it very strongly um, and I guess it's easier to, to to talk about what you know right it's always the case and by doing that after a while. People from outside your niche market will go, hey, listen, I actually am interested in that as well. And that will grow. But if you if I was to say target a widespread widespread group, then then you lose okay, think of think of it this way. If you've got a, if you've got a if you've got a hose, right, a water hose, if you if you put it um, if you put it to the, to the nozzle where it's a very fine stream, you're gonna get a more powerful stream, right? Whereas if you put it more of a broader stream, so it waters every single plant, your, your penetration, let's say, isn't as strong. That's a really great example. And uh, I, I noticed you use the word penetration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, my mind's in the gutter. Yeah, this happens. Um, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ivan, what's happening next? Who... Um, I guess if someone wanted to connect with you and find out more, where can they go? Where, where, where could we direct them? Uh, you can always go to the website, which is www.ivanchew.com. That's I-V-A-N-C-H-E-W.com. I'm also on Facebook as well. Just search for Improv Your Life and you'll find it. Um, yeah, otherwise, those are the two best avenues to reach me. 
Okay, so I guess uh, one question here is how would someone know that they would they would require your services? Is there something specific that 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 would trigger them to say, hey, I want to connect with, with with Ivan or with Improv? I would say just you know if you if you feel that you want to uh, be a better person, if you feel that you may be stuck in a rut at work, or if you just want to do something fun, contact me. Um, like like at most things in life, you don't try, you don't know. Um, you can always find benefit in something. Beautiful. Okay, so that's it, guys. You have any challenges at all? Or you want to develop confidence? Uh, um, even if you're an educator or you're in government and you need some your leadership stuff. Ivan's a man to go to, improv your life. Uh, definitely check out his site and his Facebook page and subscribe. And, uh, and also, if you want to continue checking out our videos, just hit subscribe below uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot, Ivan, for your time. We appreciate uh, you being on the show and good luck with the radio show afterwards. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, hope you got some value out of that conversation with Ivan. And as promised, I'm going to uh, share with you a little bit of information about an event we're putting together in April. It's happening on April 9th in Sydney. The event is called Supercharge Your Business. And this is a collaboration that Ivan and I are doing with two other amazing trainers. And it's really there to answer the question, what if you could upgrade your business so that you could have more income, more clients, more freedom and more fulfillment? So we're going to look at you know, how to boost your sales and, and how to do your marketing smarter, uh, how to improve your self-confidence. And we're going to also work on some personal transformation uh, in developing you as a leader. So if you're in Sydney on April 9, come along uh, and join us for what will be an incredible day. So if you'd like some more information on the event, as well as connect with Ivan, uh, just head over to www.transitionspodcast.com forward slash 002. That's transitionpodcasts.com forward slash 002. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit subscribe and share this podcast if you got some value out of it. And I look forward to talking with you real soon. Live confidently and passionately. This is Anthony Chancemove signing out.